This is the Malicious Events Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. I'm going to give you all of the information. I'm very transparent and I really hope you enjoy. This is Melanie and let's get to it. Wait for it. Yoo-hoo! <laughs> it has been far too long since I've done that on a podcast. Mind you, before the movie Frozen came out, where there's that guy in the shack and he goes, Yoo-hoo, big summer blowout. I have said Yoo-hoo for years. Years pre-Frozen era. I'm not saying I started Yoo-hoo, but Yoo-hoo is definitely something that was around before that movie came out. And so whenever people hear me say it, they're like, ha ha, big summer blowout. And I go, no, Melody's at the house. <laughs> anyway, you want to update? So I'm giving you a quick update. Um, since the last time we spoke, which was in July, I have gotten myself pregnant. <laughs> I've been impregnated. It's happened. And uh, Chris and I are pretty excited. I actually found out a few days after Jen's wedding from the last podcast. And a few weeks into being pregnant, I called her and I said, hey, welcome back to From Your Honeymoon. Um, you want to you know something cool? I'm pregnant. We found out a few days after your wedding. And she's like, oh my gosh. So it was really fun to share that with her once again. I just re-listened to that episode because I love Jen. I think she is a treat for the world. And I um, there's just so many good memories. So <laughs> let me start with that. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we can get into like, Melanie, what's it like being pregnant? And oh, oh, honey, I decided in my mind when I was in the shower, because that's where I get all of my revelation and ideas. Most of the time is when I'm showering and, you know, nothing's going on and I'm relaxed. I have decided that it'll be a good idea to do now that I'm at 23 weeks today, which is crazy. I'm going to do a weekly recap on the gram and possibly kind of add it here and there in the podcast. I don't know. I am done making promises. <laughs> if you're a true follower, I, I apologize. I am done making promises on, oh, I have so many ideas for the rest of the year. You'll get a podcast on this day, the rest of the year, every single day that week. False. It's a big fat lie. And I apologize that I have not kept my side of it because I know that the inconsistency is not the way to go and it's not the way to win life. So, uh, just know that when the episodes come out, if you're subscribed, you'll know. If you're not, you can subscribe. And then you'll get the little ding-a-ling when a new episode comes up. And you'll be like, oh my gosh, let's hire an update. But speaking of being pregnant, and I, I know that I will get to that later. <laughs> and kind of tell the whole story because I do want it on the podcast. So I think I'll do that next episode. However, today I watched, speaking of big and fat... <laughs> I watched my big fat Greek wedding and no, I don't feel big and fat. I feel big and belly because I am big in the belly and I don't feel fat. So <clears throat> my big fat Greek wedding, I don't know why it took me so long to watch this. I don't know if I just had the excuse of, oh, I don't have Hulu or wherever it's on so I can stream it easily and I don't own it and I don't know anyone who owns it. And I'm sure we had it on VHS as a child, but as a child, I'm not going to watch a wedding movie. I'm going to watch a princess movie. Cool. So anyway, I watched Big Fat Greek Wedding and you know what? I'm going to go back to being pregnant. I am out of breath way more often these days. 
So if you hear me go <gasps> as I'm explaining because I'm pretty pumped about this subject, just bear with me. And if you're bothered by it, take a breather, pause this because you're like, geez, I don't want to hear <gasps> in between her words anymore. Because like, you know, once you start hearing that listening for it, you start to take a tally in your mind and then you get bothered by it. We've all done it. We've all done it with our friends that say like every other word. That's all you hear is like, like, like. And then you, they tell the whole story and it goes by and they go, hey, so what do you think? And you go, I don't know, but 22. That's how many times you said like. <laughs> anyway, my big fat Greek wedding. <clears throat> I've had the excuse to never watch it until recently. And even when I was almost done watching it, Chris came home and I paused it and he goes, what are you doing? We said we're going to watch it together. And I was like, hey, hey, buddy, I apologize, but uh, I had to watch it. It was time. And I love that movie. One, I love Greek. I love Greek food. I love what I know about Greek culture, which is not that much, but my favorite food is Greek food. I love gyros. I love tzatziki sauce, if, that, if that's even how you say it. I love how Greece looks. I love how the rice is. <laughs> and this may be Americanized Greek rice, but I've been to a few Greek restaurants that were super good and I feel like the food is delish. So I already love it. If you have not seen that movie, in a minute, I want you to pause and I don't want you to listen to the rest of the podcast until you watch it because I am going to talk about specific parts in the movie and kind of go along the plot line and give my opinion about these things as a wedding planner. If I was a wedding planner or a friend or just seeing it in the eyes of, I know brides who have struggled (laughs) for whatever reason, whether if it's family influence or their culture or what's tradition or the, the person that they've chosen to get married to is not someone other people want them to get married to. And I've seen so many of this in all of the positions I've been in with being an own, like an entrepreneur and also a wedding assistant and hostess and everything. So now's a good time to pause, watch it, come back. And moment of silence is over. So for those who have seen it, let's talk about at the beginning of this movie. There's this girl, her name is Tula. It's like doula for pregnancy, but with the T, I'm sure it's spelled Greek, Lee. And she is kind of a, she's like an introvert and she doesn't, she doesn't like look very appealing. She kind of just is where she is, not the popular girl, kind of made fun of when she was a kid because she was Greek and went to Greek school and just was really traditionally grown up Greek. Her parents are Greek. Her family is loud. They are everywhere. They, they make food. They show up. They're always in each other's business. They're very close. They live by each other. So she's very, very Greek. So her identity is wrapped around what her parents and family have made around her. She has an older sister who got married young, started having kids. She was living the life of what she was supposed to do, which is you're young, you get married and you have Greek babies. And that is it. like you marry a Greek man and you have Greek babies. So that's like the traditional role that they're portraying in this movie. However, this girl she notices in the business that her family has, which is a Greek restaurant. Man, can you imagine? I mean, I'm sure if you're Greek, you're used to it, but oh, it'd be so nice to be close to someone with a Greek restaurant. I would love it. Like, hey, do you have any uh, extra sauce that I can take home? Thanks. Anyway, she sees an opportunity where she wants to do something a little bit different than what the family always does. And she wants to take some online classes or some uh, college classes so she can get to know computers better so she can 
help the business. But I think it's really because she just wants to not do what everyone wants. She's obviously not getting married. She's like uncomfortable around cutie patooties that come into the restaurant, aka her future lover. And um, she decides to take these classes. She starts to gain confidence. She starts to dress differently, wear her hair differently, um, put contacts in and <laughs> kind of like update who she is. So she becomes an attractive person to herself. She's loving what she does. She loves how she looks and feels. This now is attractive for that cutie patoots who came into the restaurant and she was working in her auntie's or someone's travel agency at a computer doing her computer work. He sees her smiling as she's working, and then he starts to look at her more, notice her more. They obviously, he walks in, they kind of meet, and you know, it kind of goes on from there. So they pursue the relationship pretty much in secret. She's, you know, I wouldn't suggest you do this, but in some cases you need to, because if there's not approval from the family, you can't always live your life based on your family and what outside sources outside of your own mind and heart and body what they want, because then you're the one that's with them. You got to love it. So they pursued their relationship in secret. At some point, they fell in love. And then the word got around through the small family. You know, pause. I lived in a small town in eastern Arizona to go to college. And if a boy would ask you on a date and say, hey, Melanie, you want to go get ice cream? And my goodness... That second someone saw you, if someone, if like your your neighbors, turtles, walkers, dogs, uh, like errand mailman, if they saw you, oh, word got around. And then the whole next day you're like, are you guys dating? Are you guys dating? It was so annoying because I would hang out with this one guy and I knew he liked me and I don't think I really liked him the way he liked me, but I was so tired of that small town feel because everyone knew everything and I didn't like it. So, um, word got around in this Greek family and they were like, Hey, we know about you guys. So they decided to do it the right way. Um, this before this gentleman, which I forget his name, Ian, Ian is his name. Ian and Tula are the two that fall in love. So Ian, before he meets a family, he already asks her to marry him and she says yes. And it's very cute and sweet. And, uh, which by the way, He's a, he's a pretty attractive man. Like he looks Greek if if you're not really looking, but he's he looks good. <laughs> if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. He has nice flowy hair. So anyway, they they do it the right way. He goes to her father and says, "Hey, I know that or maybe I have one of these things. I don't know when he asks her for her hand in marriage, but um like asks just Tula, "Will you marry me?" But anyway, he goes to the family and he's like, I knew if I asked you, you would say I can't marry her because I'm not Greek. And he goes, you're right. And so for a while, they continue to pursue in secret. And her dad's trying to set him up, set her up with these awful contenders that are just Greek, but they are men and they're ready to get married. And that's not always the best case. I mean, sometimes like mother, father knows best. But if you're just looking for people who want to get married, sometimes they're the creepos. So there is, there's this fun scene of, you know, they're pursuing in secret and, and all that. And then um, you start to see the acceptance. So there's, there's an acceptance of this is 
And this is what I love the most. I think this is something that doesn't always happen in families naturally, and it may come over time. I know, <laughs> I know with my family, it kind of came over time that people started to understand why I loved Chris because of who he was, because he wasn't like people in my family. He was very honest and abrupt and very straightforward. And people in my family, my immediate family, like we aren't always that way. Like I, I could never walk up to my sister and say like, I don't know, I don't, I don't even know a good example, but he's just very straightforward. So I know I've said in previous podcasts that sometimes when people meet Chris, they don't like him at first and then they love him because they understand who he is and why he does what he does. So there's a part where Tula's on her bed and she's all mopey and her mom comes in. Her mom is a sweet lady. And she's like, what's wrong? And she goes, it's my marriage killing dad. And she said, you know, you have to do what you love and you have to do it for you no matter what. And, you know, some other sappy, sweet stuff. And I think that's really neat to see because I've been in planning appointments. I think this is where like the most stress that I've seen people in is in planning appointments when you're saying, hey, it's time to make a lot of decisions. We need to make sure we understand for sure how many people are going to be there. What kind of, um, like, what are your colors even? And I feel like that's not even a big deal, but obviously to some brides and families, it's a big deal. Like, okay, quick, decide on the colors, decide on who your photographer is, decide on how you want the day to look. What is the timeline? How, how do you want the layout to look so you can have either a big dance floor for a fun dance party or do you just want mingling? And there's so many decisions to be made along the way. And it's really, I believe it really should be up to the bride. I know that the parents often help pay for it, but I don't think money should dictate desire. And if, if a bride or groom, and I keep saying bride because I've worked mostly with brides, but Honestly, if a bride or a groom or whoever the gender these days that like they want to get married, they have to be the ones, in my opinion, that control that environment, that can, that make the final decisions. If they truly don't care, make sure that someone's appointed that just has a good taste for things and understands how to do flow for things and all of those other like good stuff that you just want someone with a good head on their shoulders to be in charge of and understand like, hey. If there's something I actually end up caring about, I need to be open to what I'm going to say because I, this is my wedding. It's not yours. Like it, This is a great time to be selfish. And I think you guys all know if you've been following along for a while, I love the feeling of being selfish because that means I love myself and take care of myself first. Oh, and then I'll fill your cup up. It'll be great. So anyway, this acceptance happens. And I just thought that part was really cool because then the bride was more calm to then continue on with these crazy wedding planning with with all these ideas from tons of people, which once again, not my favorite thing. <laughs> it still sometimes is really hard when there's too many really like good heads that are coming into a planning appointment or that are going into planning anything, a baby shower, a birthday party, like where to buy a house. It just gets too much where I think our natural instinct is to try to please everyone and that just can't be with a big crowd because then you get overwhelmed and you're like, oh, no, well, God forbid I I choose what I want. But Auntie Jemima's upset because I didn't do this that she wanted. And that's going to start something between us. And I don't want that. So it just gets crazy. Um, <sighs> Do you ever feel like you talk? 
you talk so much and you're kind of like talking and breathing everything in the upper part of your body and you forget to release all of your air. Let's all just take a moment. (sighs) Okay, back to the podcast. So I saw a special of some kind on movies of the past. I believe it was probably on Netflix. Netflix, I feel like these days Netflix just is the documentary. (laughs) It's either a crappy movie or it's a type of documentary series that you can watch. And I feel like there's really nothing in between. I just don't see a lot of good content on Netflix anymore other than those. However, some of the documentaries are super cool. So Chris and I started watching one about like movies of the past and the movies that made us and movies based on this timeline. So I believe it was there, but one of them was about my big fat Greek wedding. And I saw an interview with the director who was a woman. And I think she herself is Greek. And she said, I had the idea come to me and I was almost able to write. And I may be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure I'm right on not verbatim, but what she was saying. She said, I was getting married. I am Greek. And it was such a crazy show of all these things happening in the family. The family is so involved. The The contender isn't like, or the, the, the person I chose to get married to wasn't someone they loved and yada, 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 like all this drama with a wedding. And so she's like, oh, I'm going to write a movie about this. This is a perfect movie um, plot line. So that's how my Big Fat Greek Wedding was made. And she directed it and did a great job, I think. If I'm wrong on that, uh, well, I'm not too worried about it, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's something of how it went. In the end, love trumps all. And there's even a part where, uh, this is back in the movie, there's even a part where Tula's auntie, who earlier in the movie, like she kind of plays a good role throughout the movie and keeps things going and relaxed. She says, now he looks Greek to about the groom. And I think that's really cool because I kind of feel that way with my husband and not in the, obviously not in the same way. Like I'm not Greek, although I'd love to be, <laughs> but I feel that, uh, it takes some time, no matter if it's after a wedding, after a big birthday party, after a big move across the country, whatever, for people to really go, okay, you know what? I get why I accept it and I love you for that. And now we are good. Let's continue and move on. And uh, I just think, although this movie was well done, I think the principle behind the culture going into a wedding is a big deal. And it seemed like Tula really wasn't someone who said she wants everything to go exactly her way. There were some things that were brought up and she was like, Ugh. but she, it, you definitely knew that she wore a wedding dress that everyone like oohed and odd and her, it was probably very significant to her mother And near the end, before they go into reception, she's like ripping off bows, taking off layers of veil and everything. But it was really sweet because her now husband, right after the ceremony, when they were driving to the reception, he goes, you're like a big frosted cupcake. (laughs) And that's something really important, too, that I would say that if you're not with someone who just like laughs with you and accepts you and loves you for what's going on and hey, well, I get that you've got a crazy big family and they're a big influence in your life, but I also know that when you need to, you can step up and say something. But man, like, you're right. This is a crazy dress and I think it's kind of fun. So this is also something that doesn't really matter. When it comes to something that matters, we'll speak up. And I think that was just a really sweet thing to see because I see that in my marriage too, that sometimes uh, I'm in a situation where I don't have all the control. And so I feel 
like it's funny or uncomfortable and then Chris kind of plays along with it and then it makes it just really funny because now we have two people to make fun of it together with. (laughs) I don't know, explain that, but that is my take on my big fat Greek wedding. Once again, I would suggest anyone to watch it. It was very fun, very cute. And, uh, you know, I would probably suggest like eat a gyro or plan on door dashing a gyro of some kind or Greek food while you're watching it because now I just have a hankering for some good old Greek meat and breads and sauces. So (laughs) I do have two ideas for the next couple of podcasts. One is going to be the story of pregnancy up to now. The next one is going to be my friend's wedding on Halloween. Mic drop. It's going to be great. I'm very excited. And, (laughs) uh, you know, soon enough, I'll be talking about, here's my baby shower and here's how we planned it. And it was so fun. And this is what I would do differently and what I loved. And then we'll get on to, oh my gosh, my baby had his first birthday. I threw the birthday party. It was so cool. So you are in for a treat, everyone. A big old fat, nasty treat that's going to be so good to you. You'll get sick. Sick in love. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to go lay down because I feel like sitting like this. I can't breathe fully. Thanks for listening.